We are two women, both cancer thrivers, in the battle of and for our lives. Initially meeting because we were bald, we started sharing our stories and cheering on each other's journey. This is a safe space in hopes to help others in their own journey to learn and know they aren't alone in the experiences. How are you? Um, okay. How are you? Oh. He's arguing with my husband about why he doesn't get food at the moment. Back up. This isn't all for you. Go. <laughs> Go. Back oh, you're good. And have all those wonderful side effects again. <laughs> how are you feeling? Um, kind of like poop. <laughs> Yesterday I was really sick. I had the long infusion yesterday. I think it's like a six-hour one. And then today yeah. was only a two-hour, which was fine. But I'm just nauseous today. And it's just, and then I have, again, another one tomorrow. So it's just that compound effect. And it just adds up. Yeah. So. It definitely adds up. Do you have enough anti-nausea medicine or anything that helps you? Or ginger pills have- or anything? I don't have ginger pills. Um, I'm so sick of ginger, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of orange oil and peppermint oil, and I have plenty of nausea medicine, but it like doesn't even seem to touch it. The THC actually helps the best. Yeah. Like, but I only take that at night when I'm going to sleep. So it's just like push through the day, and then I can sleep and rest and recover at night. <laughs> yeah, well... If you need a break or anything, you just let me know. I'll come hang out with your kiddos. You're the best. You can sleep. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like sometimes sleep is just what you need. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know I got- when you got. Oh, yeah. I got home yesterday and I laid down and my husband called and woke me up and I was like, oh, you know, and which is fine. Not a big deal. But then um, I just stayed in bed and then was in bed by asleep again by eight o'clock last night until the steroid hit me in the middle of the night and you know <laughs> uh, so does the steroid keep you up at night yeah yeah but definitely uh what's the right word it uh activates the brain enough that it wakes me up and gets the body moving it gives me a really bad restless leg syndrome I don't know if you or anyone else have had that issue but it makes me really restless yeah. Um, no, I, I wasn't on a steroid. Steroids don't really have that effect on me as far as like staying up. Mm-hmm. So um, I know like my mom or James or somebody, they, they have that effect where steroids will keep them up at night so they can't take them. But I, I didn't experience, I just have the restless leg syndrome Ugh. regardless. The restless leg syndrome is rough. Oh my goodness. Yes, I hate have and like I'll be in the chair and they give me Benadryl after they give me the steroid, but then I get restless leg syndrome, but I'm so uh-huh. like groggy and like kicking my legs and trying to get comfortable in this tiny chair and you're hooked up to the wire or the the drip and anyways. Yes. Yay for glorious chemo. Yeah. <laughs> but Happy New Year. Yes. We're 
This Happy is actually New Year to you. my two-year diagnosis anniversary, January 4th. Oh, wow. You found out right after New Year's? Yep. So I, it was 2021, and I said, this is going to be the best year yet. And then three days later, I got the call saying, or four days, whatever, you know, however you count it. But um, yep, right about this time, she was in labor like all day the OB was and so she called me as soon as she got done with their like last surgery of a c-section and she's like I know it's late but I had to call you and anyways this is my diagnosis anniversary (laughs) yes wow but I I did want to chat about setting goals like it is the new year's it's kind of when people are setting goals or new resolves and I I to be honest I was kind of struggling with it personally this year of what do I even want to work on like I, I feel like I'm kind of a downing what is it Debbie Downer right now <laughs> that I'm like Debbie Downer yeah like I'm just, and I think it's just because I'm on chemo and so I just don't feel great you know but I'm like oh what do I even want to set a goal for like what you know what I mean yeah because I I honestly didn't set any like I did not sit and say okay I'm gonna set goals this year because mm-hmm. I feel like I only have one or two main things and that's just kind of been like my it's gonna encompass my perspective and my point of view mm-hmm so that's kind of what I'm, I'm hyper-focused on just those couple of things. And just if anything else doesn't really align with that, then I'm going to just move on from it. Oh, I like that. I really like that. So that's things that you were already working on previously. And kind then- of, but I just feel like I've been in this depression stage or I haven't really been able to kick it since I've been and it's like necessarily have anything to do, but it's just like when one minor thing happens, whether it be like I put my back out some pack on my pants, and it's like you know I start getting in the gym and I start feeling better and having routine again, and I'm starting to get back with my personal trainer to hold me accountable because accountability has been huge for me. But then it's like this setback happens. Okay. Now I can't go to the gym. Now I can't work on my mental health, my physical health. So it's just, I have a hard time letting these setbacks not be, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the audio, I'll say it was cutting a little in and out on that. So I'm sorry. That one didn't come in totally clear, but having the setbacks and not letting the setbacks totally throw you off. Is that Mm -hmm. what you're saying? So you're just going to concentrate on a couple things. Yeah, that... because any setback. Oh, are you there? there? Is our connection is our connection that bad? No, I, I hear you. So any setback. Okay, so any setback. I just, I've got to compartmentalize it almost. Okay. To, to try to combat the depression that it causes within. Gotcha. So how do you compartmentalize? how do I even say that word compartmentalize the set well what does that look like for you well for me it's like okay so for instance um 
yesterday I had to go for my MRI and and I already have a lot of anxiety around that because the last time I was there I got bad news again and then it turned into the whole rigmarole of now we need an ultrasound now we need a biopsy you might have cancer again which I know you can relate to that it's like okay now we go in for these checkups and we expect x but then we get y and then I had a lot of anxiety around my setup yesterday and so I was a little frustrated because the lady checking everybody in was so behind on checking us all in that I missed my MRI time. Oh, that's frustrating. And she was new and didn't know how to work the systems and it was taking her a really long time. So even though I was there on time to get the procedure done, now I have to wait until the 23rd. By this point, I was just frustrated and tired and my back was hurting because I couldn't stand up without all the nerve pain. And I have a lot of pain. But then my aunt, uh, who had breast cancer, she had breast cancer, beat it. But then seven years later, it came back in her spine. Mm-hmm. And she had lower back pain. And they just diagnosed it um, when she went to the chiropractor. And she did all of her scans and everything. And they didn't find it. And she was, she had passed away two months later. Oh my gosh. So I have this fear of back pain. Yeah. Could it be? Could it be something? Sounds like a totally normal fear or what would be the other word for that? Anyways, chemo brain. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we know all too well. That it doesn't matter what stage you're in, what step you're in, that once you do, once you do the scans, you always have that underlying fear. So if we get back to setting goals and all that, my biggest goal is going to try to stop worrying about things that I can't control. Oh, that's a really great goal. I can only control the things that are in the present. I can only control my behavior and my reaction to things. Mm -hmm. So I've got to stop letting things out of my control. It wasn't my control yesterday that she getting everybody checked in. I got it rescheduled. You know, I vented for a second on the phone to my husband, but I have to just let it go. Mm -hmm. If I don't, it's going to eat me up. And then stress feels everything that we don't need it to feel. Right along with all the sugar, right? Stress and sugar yeah. and yes. <laughs> what what are what is one of your um, goals that you have? Uh, this one's just kind of an ongoing one. Is we're trying to pay off my husband's medical loans. That way we can be completely debt free. That's the I'm so proud of us, but that's the only debt that we have. So. Um, so that one's kind of ongoing and just being where I'm like, I don't know what the future holds. So, uh, I think it's more of a focus rather than a goal, but how many family memories or trips or whatever we can do. Uh, I really want to, uh, not market. I can't even think, oh my gosh, capitalize on that. (laughs) 
So every yes. opportunity that we have, I want to uh, do some something, some sort of something that's going to create memories for the kids. So it's like no more TV. We're playing games or I mean, I'm not totally taking away TV, but it, trying more yes moments or things that just will um, allow us to be together as a family. So that's that's really more of what's on our at least my focus of things um health wise i mean i am still teaching at the gym and so i want to uh not let that is what still teaching yeah i said you're still teaching yes i i don't know whether to smack you or Oh, but it's just like a piece of your soul. Like, I just, I love it. I love being in with these people and these members and they're just, they give, they bring in such a good energy and I feel like they bring out a good piece of me. And so even if I'm not feeling good, like they still like can bring it out of me and I can produce a class one way or another somehow and I just yeah I love it so I'm teaching three days a week and I said you know what I need wow I was want to do something more for me though so I got to make sure I'm getting exercise in for me but really it's just more like trying to help the kids set goals and and understand working towards an achievement of whatever one sort or another so that's more like what we we listed it. I I do follow Dave Ramsey on uh the Instagram is what it's called, right? Uh, on the mm-hmm. social media. And something I like that he did is he broke it down into seven different areas, which can totally be overwhelming. Like sometimes people are like just give me one and done, right? But I like that right. he broke it down into seven areas and so I try to reflect that with my with my kids is Let's try something. And the seven categories that he has is spiritual, financial, career, intellectual, fitness, family, social. We just tried to map it out like that. Uh, So we just drew a paper and divided it into seven and said, okay, what's something spiritual you can work on? What's one thing? Like one thing spiritual. What's one thing Mm -hmm. financial? And... And I've been really working with my oldest on actually being accountable for his money and understanding, you know, in versus mm-hmm. out. And, you know, just because we're at the store doesn't mean we have to buy it. And do you have the money for it? Like, especially over Christmas, I actually had him buy all his friends Christmas presents. And he was like, yeah, I think $10 a person is great. And I said, okay, how many friends do you have to buy for? And then he was like, oh, that's a lot of money. Like, you know, that adds up real fast. And so mm-hmm. teaching him to budget this last Christmas, I think was a really good uh, lesson for him. And so he's wanting to earn some money and I can't think off the top of my head why, but there's a reason he wanted to earn money and I'm sure it's a really good one. So <laughs> that's part of his goals. And I'm just going to help try to encourage him with that. And even with career uh I said even schoolwork. So it doesn't have to be career. It can be your schoolwork. What are your goals with your schoolwork? And intellectual, we're like, okay, we're going to learn Spanish. We've been trying for years to learn Spanish. That's what we're trying for. Family, again, was how much more focused we could be on. Family trips. And social, we're working on our manners. 
maybe not so much the parents, but like the kids, like using your utensils <laughs> or saying please and thank you. Um, <laughs> but I thought for me, social wise is I need to be social. It's so easy for me to say I don't feel good or I'm home, like I'm home. I don't want to go out, but I'm going to force myself to be better at making and keeping plans. So I I definitely use the cancer card a lot being like, oh, I don't feel good. Sorry, not today. But I, I really want to make sure that I'm being more social. So those are kind of what I was looking at for for goals. It was it was hard for me to really want to come up with goals, though, that I was just kind of felt like I was in a funk and uh especially like as I read through like the cancer groups and some people being like the one thing that I, I really I guess wanted to bring into this is like I was reading some people's posts and they're like this might be my last year and that hits hard to home because that's something that we mm -hmm. we all think I think at one point is this my last is this it but I wanted to just point out there and you can say you know, get off your self-righteous high horse here or whatever. But I think it's good no matter what stage you are in your journey or as a supporter or whatever, to have something to look forward to. So maybe even oh, 100%. if it's not a year-long goal, let's let's try for something for January, something to look forward to. Like we're already talking trips for next Christmas and we're planning things out because when you have something to look forward to, you're much more motivated to keep going, right? If it's something fun yes. and something you want to do, you're going to do it. Uh, I mean, I, I swear it's been proven. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just making that up, but maybe that's just from my own self-experience. But so that would be kind of my kind of takeaways is no matter where you are in your journey. Uh, it doesn't have to be a 2023 goal. It can be this week's goal. It can be two week goal. And I think even with that, even if you are thinking long term, you know, whatever, it's really good to break goals into smaller goals anyways, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> you only have to take the baby steps no matter what. But I think try to find something that you look forward to. So maybe you got a really grim diagnosis and this is it which, you know, my heart and prayers out to you. Um, but find something that you've always wanted to do and go do it. And, or find something that uh, excites you or whatever. And I say, do it. Because that hope and that planning just motivates you. And it motivates those around you too. So not only are you lifting your own spirits, but it does help lift others around you too. So that's that's my takeaway with 2023 20, goals or New Year's or Happy New Year or whatever. <laughs> my radiology oncologist told me it's all in the mindset. So you're not alone whenever you think that what goals or long-term goals you're setting has some sort of effect on your positivity and your positivity has some sort of effect on your healing. I think for me, finding myself so much in just trying to navigate my own life, I'm also not very present 
for others the way I probably need to be because I'm so focused on trying to heal myself that I don't show up for others the way that I would like to. So in part of 2023, being more present and making more memories is definitely a a set one for me as well. Just like we did for Christmas, we didn't spend a lot of money on presents. We went snowboarding instead because at the end of the day, whether, whether I go tomorrow from a car accident or I go in six months because of a different type of cancer or something, we don't ever know when our end is, but the legacy and the memories that we leave behind is what matters. And so I think everything I do this year will be intentionally based around those things, whether that be with my family, with my friends, coworkers, or whatever. And I I had this friend recently that was diagnosed um, with lung cancer, and he's definitely not the type of person that I could see slowing down. He is a rancher, you know. He goes all the time. He was very much into the social scene, very social. And his cousin reached out to me and let me know that he was sick and he was going to MD Anderson and it was urgent. His lungs were collapsing because he had so much fluid, you know, all of these things. And they just told him to go home and spend time with his kids. And she reached out to me for some advice and, you know, when we look at advice and doing this podcast, I share our podcast for him to listen to. Maybe he could find some help in our stories to assist him there. It, I was also finding myself telling her the same things as, as a family member. You have to give space. You have to know that he's probably going to feel alone, even though he's surrounded family and friends you still go through those moments of feeling like you don't have anybody that knows how you're really feeling and it makes you feel very alone. Yes. And so I did tell her to, to make sure he focuses on things like setting goals with his kids, setting goals with things that make him happy, finding happiness and staying busy because I so often feel like the people just give up in a way mentally and yes, they're like, oh, I've received this diagnosis, so that's going to be my outcome. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to remain positive. And like you say, setting those short-term goals and setting those long-term goals and giving yourself something to look forward to. I found myself giving that same advice to her because I told her, don't take it personal. Don't yeah. take it personal when he's sad and doesn't want to talk to anybody because he's trying to process it. You mentioned in some of the groups you see you know, and I do see some that are posting and saying that, you know, I can't work and I can't be social and I can't go to these things. My hemoglobins are low. And while I understand the medical aspect of needing to keep yourself healthy, I look at people like you who are still teaching cycle class or personal training classes three days a week while going through it. You're not sitting there and succumbing to your diagnosis. I just, I guess for me and my brain, I don't understand that perspective. That's not the way I am. That's not the way you are. Mm -hmm. And so to see people that are out there that get these diagnoses 
it doesn't have to be the end all be all. Right. And it definitely doesn't have to change your life in the sense where you just shut it down and you shut everything off that brought you happiness. Right. I agree. I mean, it definitely is a lonely road per se when, but I think that's through anything. I mean, people who are you know, CEOs of companies feel very lonely because they're busting their butt working these amount of hours and don't feel like people understand it or, you know, marathon runners or I think anybody, you it's easy to get isolated if you're a cancer patient mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it is very good to reach out and look and see who is kind of in your same boat, right? And that's why we started this podcast is like, we're all in this together so that they don't have to feel lonely. But um, I had a really good point and I can't remember it now. Dang it, this darn chemo. Um, Let's see. I don't remember now. Sorry. Here we go. Words of wisdom of Jesse. Chemo brain right there. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> they say it gets better, but. I don't know. I oh, don't here it was. So. Here it is. Okay. I remember now. When I first was diagnosed, going back to 2021, because this is my anniversary, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was saying ha- the cancer was happening for me, not to me. And mm-hmm. I really have seen how I feel like, yes, cancer has crushed my life and like swept the rug from underneath of me. But I see how it has helped me build a stronger foundation too. And it's really helped me to reprioritize things in life. And I think if you allow it, much like I think any trial in life, if you allow it for that growth to come, it can really become a beautiful blessing. I mean, not that I would wish cancer on anyone and going through these treatments. I do not wish that on anyone, but it really can be a lifesaver. It really makes you stop in your tracks and say, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What needs to change? And it allows that to like, I mean, I've had somebody in my life tell me cancer's made me mean. Well, it's actually helped me realize that I don't have to put up with certain crap and I've learned to set boundaries. And so maybe that comes across. hundred percent. But it is also, it's my mental health. (laughs) So anyways, that's a side note there. But, but that's what I have to say as far as cancer is it can make you or it can break you. Even if it's, a short prognosis, a long prognosis, whatever your lifeline and your journey looks like, I mean, you really can make it into a blessing. I couldn't agree with that more. I definitely feel like even though the journey has brought along a lot of unknowns, things that we'll have to deal with even past the chemo and going through radiation and all of that, I think it makes us more intentional. And I think when we're looking at goal setting, we might not even consider it goals anymore because goals, I feel like are a term that's thrown around really loosely. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, this is my new year's resolution. Maybe not goals. I shouldn't say that. Resolution. Everybody throws out that res- those resolutions, you know, like what are my resolutions for the year? And they last like a month or two. But I think with us, it's more intentional and more meaningful when we set these goals 
they're more, they're just much more intentional. They're not like, oh, I'm going to get back in the gym and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Or I'm going to take one trip this year. It's no, we're going to make sure our, our faith and our family and our foundation is very strong where it needs to be. And we're creating those legacies and those memories within our kids because we don't know. It might not even be cancer that takes either one of us. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't know. And it's not for us to know. We just have to make sure that we're doing what we are doing because tomorrow's not promised. 30 minutes isn't promised from now. Right. I agree. And I think once you figure that out in life, I've said that to a few people in the last month or when they've asked me how things have changed for me. And I think when I explain that, they're like, wow, it takes people a lot of time in life and a lot of growing up and a lot of people. A lot of people don't even figure that out. It kind of accelerates the learning process if you allow it to. Mm -hmm. I think being open to the silver lining and the things that can come from it, even though it is traumatic and it is very hard to get through. I definitely think if you look at your goal setting from where it would have been pre-diagnosis, they're much different. Mm. Much, much different. My life direction is much different now as well. That's for sure. It will forever be. So all these people that I keep seeing, oh, I'm meeting my black eyed peas for luck. Ah. You know, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's not really about luck. It's what is in the plans that have already been created for us. That's what we're making. We have to take, yeah, we have to take that and make it the best that we possibly can make it. Yeah, I was just saying, it's crazy how our families are different in some ways but at the same time your goals for your family are so many and so much alike to mine with our family it's just crazy how this journey changes people in their perspectives so agreed well keep living intentional and keep being amazing yes and jealous that you have hair (laughs) but yours is gonna come back yours is gonna come back I'm really surprised that I have some eyelashes that have hung on this time. They didn't hang on last time, so. And you have eyebrows. Well, that's because they're tattooed on. Oh. I always have eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Same, so- but my eyebrows never fell out. Oh, really? Even though mine are tattooed on, they never fell out. My eyelashes and my hair were the one things that went. Well, I have a few on the sides that are, I have a few brows that hung on, but yeah, that shape, that's all tattooed. It looks good. You look beautiful, bald. Thank you. Well, you're beautiful inside and out too, my friend. All right. Well, have a happy new year to you and our beautiful tribe that's all around the world, which is awesome. And we just keep wishing you all the best, right? So yes, sending out many prayers. Many prayers to, uh, yes, all those that are known and unknown. And all, just live intentionally. I think that's what I'm going to say. Be intentional with your year. Look <laughs> at those sweet boys. Sweet boys, yeah. It's high Go year. be intentional with your family. All right, it's bedtime, so we got to do that. Yes, sweet pea, look at your fire truck. It's amazing. And your fire, oh, you better put it out. I All right. Okay, we'll work on it in a second. Can we say bye to Brooke? Bye. All right.
Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Our goal is to help uplift others. When you rate and review this podcast, it makes it easier for others searching to find us. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and share with someone you think could benefit from these bald babes. Have the best day ever. I would, we're gonna be okay.